the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Well, the United Kingdom uh, now officially has a king. Well, he was already king, but the uh, coronation ceremony was over the weekend. And uh, King Charles III was crowned King of England with an enormous amount of pomp and ceremony and splendor. Uh, It was quite a nationwide and in some ways worldwide party. Um, It was fascinating that the, the days before the coronation, a lot of people in the press were trying to emphasize nobody cares about the king. Nobody cares about the monarchy. People in Great Britain, uh, you know, I, I saw one that said 73% of people in Great Britain don't care about the monarchy. Uh, nobody's interested. Yeah. Uh, did you see any of the TV coverage? Uh, yes, the people in Great Britain were very, very interested. I don't know about the polls. I don't know about the percentage, but this had not happened for 70 years. So for most in Great Britain, whether they even liked the monarchy or not, they wanted to be a part of the moment. Who knows? Might not happen in their lifetime. Although at uh, King Charles's age, uh, it probably will not be too long before we see King William. Uh, crowned. It's, it, we can be certain it will not be another 70 years. But anyway, uh, it, it, enormous pomp and celebration and uh, thousands and thousands of hours of planning and preparation. Uh, everything was done precisely according to tradition, according to plan. And uh, when the crown was placed on his head, as would be expected, chants rang out, God save the king! God save the king! Hundreds and hundreds of thousands lined the streets of London as the gilded gold coach brought him in another gilded gold coach took he and Queen Camilla away and uh, cheering the the Union Jack flags everywhere, the flyovers, uh, the big concert in front of the palace, the uh, what they call the big lunch. <laughs> You'd think they could come up with a better name. The big lunch was uh, what people all over England did to celebrate the coronation and uh, so on and so on and so on and so on. Uh I try to make spiritual applications out of almost anything. 
And there is a very, very obvious spiritual application here. There was so much more pomp and ceremony over the coronation of King Charles III than the installation of any prime minister. There has never been this kind of nationwide, worldwide celebration for a prime minister of Great Britain. No, certainly not Churchill. No, not Margaret Thatcher. And certainly not the current prime minister. But the prime minister has a hundred times more authority, power, and influence than King Charles III ever will. He's a figurehead. Britain is ruled by a constitutional monarchy. Their, their document is a constitution. The king, a figurehead. Thousands, maybe millions of people turned out for his coronation, waving flags, God save the king! But he will have very little impact on their individual lives. For most people in Great Britain, King Charles III will never have any personal impact on their life. He doesn't pass legislation. He doesn't pass laws. That's Parliament. House of Lords, House of Commons, the Prime Minister. That's where all the power and authority is. And I think of the millions of people who attend church every Sunday. And they give lip service to Jesus. They sing songs about Jesus. They raise their hands to Jesus. Whether it's a contemporary service where there's the hard driving rhythms and the uh, drum set and guitars, whether there's a praise team or a choir, or whether it is a more traditional liturgical church with pipe organ, there's all of this praise and adoration for Jesus on Sunday morning. But they don't want Jesus to have any authority in their life. They they want to do what they want to do. They want to go out to Sunday, and they'll sing, and they'll praise, and they'll worship, and they'll talk about Jesus. But when a really tough decision comes on Wednesday afternoon about what they're going to say, where they're going to go, what they're going to do, what they're going to watch, what they're going to read, Jesus is long forgotten. Well, he's, you know, he's for Sunday. That's it. You know, he's for Sunday. King Charles III will not make any powerful decision during his tenure as king, however long that may be. He'll issue proclamations. He will encourage. He will talk about service. Um, But as far as actually 
impacting people's lives? Nah. And sadly and unfortunately, that's the way many, many people treat Jesus. We want to proclaim him as king as long as he doesn't tell us what to do. We want to proclaim him as Lord as long as it doesn't require us to make changes in our life, our attitudes, as long as it doesn't require us to change how we look at other people or look at the world or decisions related to our job, our finances, our family. We want to do those things ourselves. Just like the people of Great Britain in crowning their king. Folks, listen. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the creator of the universe. And he has every right to demand our unquestioning allegiance. He has a right to that. He has a right to demand that we place him first. He purchased us. We have been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus. We were sinners separated from God, bound for hell, condemned because of our sin. He came, paid the price, purchased our salvation, and now we are committed as bond slaves to Jesus. Please don't treat Jesus as Great Britain will treat King Charles III. Make sure that he really is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We'll be back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, that's interesting. If you were listening earlier, uh, I was kind of lamenting the fact that um, it was a bloody weekend in Columbus, and uh, there was a lot of bullets fired, shots fired in the short north, but no indication of how many were shot, what was the severity of their injuries, and I just thought it was a little bizarre because we always hear that. You know, three shot, two shot, four shot, one person died, three people went to the hospital, two were in critical condition. And local TV covered it very heavily, uh, shooting on short north shooting, but no details. Well, probably 10 minutes after I went on the air and said that, we now know this may have been reported somewhere earlier, but I didn't see it until 
just a little bit ago. Uh, in total, 10 people were shot in the short north over the weekend. 10. 10 people shot. That's the bad news. The good news, evidently none of them are life-threatening. They all are expected to recover, and we can, we can praise God for that. But 10 people shot in one of the most popular areas of Columbus for, like I said, this is not the ghetto. This is, this is where a lot of the most expensive restaurants in Columbus are located. Um, how is this going to impact business? Well, it's not going to be good. Even though it, it happened after 2 o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, the well-known saying, nothing good happens after midnight, that is so very true. Nothing good happens after midnight. Uh, anyway, now we know 10 people shot in the um, short north over um, over the weekend. I'm just so grateful that um, uh, evidently no life-threatening injuries. Uh, Speaking of violence, um, New York City has not been a safe place since Rudy Giuliani was mayor. If you're old enough to remember the incredible impact that Rudy Giuliani had on crime in New York City, he was tough and it paid off. Crime dropped dramatically when he was mayor, a conservative, Republican, law and order, uh, tough Republican mayor. And just if you don't believe me, go look back at what happened during his tenure as, as mayor. Then the people of New York were foolish enough to start electing left-leaning liberal Democrats. And look what has happened. Well, um, when was it? Um, it hasn't been quite a week ago. A homeless man, well-known on the subways, he liked to dress up like uh, Michael Jackson um, and performed, but he was very erratic, had um, a lot of mental health issues, and evidently, sometimes he would get very erratic and hostile and even violent. Well, one day last week, he was threatening passengers on the subway. He was shouting, screaming. From several witnesses, he was just completely out of control and threatening other people. Uh some writers, including a former Marine, feeling that they were in danger, wrestled him to the ground, and the former Marine got him in a chokehold, uh, trying to save himself and the other passengers. passengers. Tragically, the, uh, the black homeless man died. The uh, chokehold was held long enough uh, that he died. Now, we do not know, did he have drugs in the system? Did that 
hasten his death? Did that contribute to his death? We don't know any of that yet. But the radical left is using this as an excuse to become violent. Um, Listen to this, and just let me read. Radical and progressive-fueled protests ignited in New York City after Jordan Neely, a homeless man who was reportedly erratic and hostile uh, before a 24-year-old U.S. Marine veteran defended himself. No justice, no peace, protesters yelled as they jumped the subway tracks. They actually shut down a part of the subway system, and they began chanting, and here's the insanity of this. They began chanting, abolish the police. Now, in this particular instance, the police had nothing to do with the death of this young man. It's, it's tragic. It's tragic that he died. He was erratic. He was hostile. He was violent. Doesn't change the tragedy of his death. But the police had nothing to do with it. And this is the point that I've made over and over and over again. There are so many on the radical left who have lost all common sense, and they're simply looking for an excuse to protest or even become violent themselves. The protesters began to chant, we're going to tear the city down. We're going to tear the city down. Other protesters began yelling, they're lynching us out here. Lynching? Um, This is what is happening in our cities controlled by the liberal left. It's sad. It's indeed tragic. It is. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.